You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. This is the third week in Revelation chapter 12, and so uh, it's uh, uh, people are laughing that I'm uh, still there, but uh, uh, Revelations chapter 12, and we should finish off the chapter tonight. So if you can, grab your Bibles, go to Revelation 12, let's stand together, and we'll uh, read. And we are going to read verses 12 through 17 of Revelations chapter 12, uh, verses 12 to 17. I'll start on verse 12, join me on 13, and we will read down through to the end of the chapter. Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent was cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And let's pray together. Father, we are thankful uh, for your word. We thank you that you have given us uh, clarity with it, but Lord, you have also given us mysteries. Uh, Lord, some of it we can see and we can perceive and understand, and other things we have to stop and muse upon. Uh, Lord, there's just great depth in your word. We thank you for that. It doesn't get old. And we come and ask now that as we open it, as we read it, as we preach it, I pray that all of us will grow from the uh, youngest person here to the oldest. Uh, May all of us benefit, Lord, from the truths that we hear tonight. So bless now, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. You can be seated. All right, so here, as we've been in Revelations chapter number 12, uh, this passage of Scripture is divided up into three main uh, headings. Uh, We see, first of all, in the first six verses, we had the woman and dealing with the woman. Uh, Then we had verses 7 through 11, uh, dealing with the war uh, that was in heaven. And now uh, verses 7, I'm sorry, verses 12 through 17 is going to deal with the wrath, the wrath. And now this wrath here is the wrath of the serpent, uh, the wrath of the dragon, the wrath of the devil, uh, because Satan is cast out. He is, he is cast out of heaven, and now when he comes down, uh, there is wrath uh, that is exhibited. So uh, here uh, we, we look tonight at the wrath of Satan. Uh, and as we recall, uh, the woman, who does the woman represent? 
All right, again, let me, help me. Israel, all right? So the woman represents Israel. Uh, and the war, uh, it was uh, Satan that was him being cast out of heaven. Uh, and this is the beginning of the second part of the tribulation period. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But this war signals that, fi- that final 42 months, the final three and a half years uh, of the tribulation period. Uh, and it's the final 42 months of Satan being the prince of the power of the air. Right now, he is the prince. He is the power of the air. He has all power. But when we get to this point, he is about to lose that power. Uh, and so we are entering into that second, and I said all power. He does not have all power. God has all power, uh, but he is the prince of the power of the air. Uh, and so he has power uh, down here on earth. Take your Bibles, keep your place in Revelation 12, but go to Ephesians uh, chapter number 2. When we look at the devil having power, the devil having victory, uh, I don't want to lose sight that he is not the winner of this battle. Uh, the Lord is the one that's the winner. In Ephesians chapter 2, uh, I just love this passage of Scripture. Uh, very encouraging because you look around at the world around us and it's negative. Uh, it looks like we're on the losing side, uh, but, but we're not on the losing side. We are on the winning side. Uh, and let's look again, Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse number 1. The Bible says, And you hath he quickened. Amen. All right. Are you saved? Is that you? That, that right there, if it's not you, it needs to be you. And you hath he quickened. So here Paul, writing to the church uh, at Ephesus, he is referring uh, to their salvation. And you know what? Don't get over the day that you got saved. Uh, don't get over your salvation. Don't allow your salvation testimony uh, to be old hat. Uh, don't allow the, what God did for you to just be another day. Uh, no, the day that you got saved was the greatest day of your life. Uh, because all sins have been paid for. You are quickened. Uh, what does that word quicken? It means to make alive again. Uh, so we were dead in trespasses and sins, and he quickened us. He made us alive. Uh, so the day that you got saved is the day that you got life. Uh, your life, the life didn't begin the day that you were born. Uh, death began the day that you were born. You were under condemnation and granted children until there is a accountability, an understanding of their sin nature. Uh, they are not a, they are not held accountable. Uh, but once that once that sin nature and that understanding of sin and the penalty of it, uh, there is only death that is there. Uh, so and you hath he quickened. Look again, verse one: Who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in Time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Before you were saved, you were walking according to his power. Now, people say, well, I wasn't, I wasn't worshiping Satan. You were following his agenda. 
You were under his influence. Uh, the Bible tells us that God, uh, that the devil is the father to the unsaved. Uh, when the Lord was dealing with the, the Pharisees, he was saying that their father, the devil. Uh, and so referencing the, the lost individuals, uh, their spiritually, their father is the devil. And so when a person gets saved, all of that changes. Praise the Lord. Uh, so here, that we are under the uh, prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So the devil is the one that is working in the children of disobedience. Uh, the enemy is not another person. The enemy is the devil. And there are people that the devil is working in their lives just like he worked in our lives before we were saved. You know, people get real quiet when we talk about the devil working in our life as though we were sinless. As though there was purity and wholesomeness. The heart is desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? And, and without salvation, uh, this is what is representing us. Uh, but when we're saved, uh, it says in verse 3, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But I like these next two words, but God. But God. Uh, without God, we would still be the children of disobedience. Without God, we would still be condemned. Without God, we would still be dead in our trespasses and sins. Uh, but you hath he quickened. Amen. Are we awake tonight? Uh, that right there is some exciting stuff. That right there uh, should put a smile on your face. It should put a shout in your, uh, on your lips. Uh, that's some good stuff right there. Uh, and, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. And so here we look around and we see the world and it might look like everything is, uh, is going uh, the wrong direction. Uh, but if you are a child of God, uh, you are quickened. You are saved. There is hope for us. Uh, what a blessing. And so uh, here, that battle that took place in heaven, uh, we dealt with that last week. Uh, the accuser of the brethren uh, was not only cast down, he was cast out. And that means that he has no audience with the Father. Think about that. Uh, it, at this, uh, when he is cast down, at this point, I mean, we're mid-tribulation mid, uh, uh, period when he is cast out. And from that point forward, there will be no more audience with the Father. There will be no accusations to be made against God's children. Amen. He's not going to be that accuser of the brethren. He is cast down. So no audience with the Father, no accusation to be made against God's children. No more appearances in the courts of heaven. Uh, and so here we, we look at this tonight. Uh, and 
And I, I, I want to just uh, rejoice a little bit uh, that we are on the winning side. Uh, we're on the winning side. We look at the tribulation period and we look at uh, all that's going tra- to transpire and, and it can become overwhelming. It can become overwhelming to us. It can become uh, to where we feel like there is no hope. But if you are saved, uh, you're not going to be there. The Lord's going to rapture us out of here. We are not appointed unto wrath. The tribulation period is a time of wrath. And that is uh, not what we are appointed to. Uh, and so uh, I think I thought about a song as I was studying this. Uh, and tell me the old, old story uh, of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. Tell me the story simply as to a little child, for I am weak and weary and helpless, uh, helpless and defiled. Uh, tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Uh, the writer of that song, her name was Arabella Catherine Hankey. Uh, and she was uh, a, uh, born into a wealthy banker's family uh, and had a lot of wonderful things offered to her in life uh, in her 30s. Uh, she had a lot of health issues. And during that trial of her health issues, uh, she wrote a poem. And that poem was just an outpouring of her heart. And later, someone took that poem and, and put it to music. Uh, and we, we sing it in church. We, we sing it uh, as we want to just encourage ourselves uh, in the things of God. Uh, but uh, it was a result of something negative that began in her life. And you know what? God can take the negatives that, that we deal with and the pressures that we deal with, and he can bring joy. He can bring help uh, and blessing. So uh, we're going to look here then at this war, uh, the war. So we might not finish tonight. Just kidding. No, uh, we're going to get done, I'm sure. Uh, so here, we're going to look, first of all, number one, at the war's result. Go back to Revelations chapter 12. We're going to go verse by verse through here of Revelations chapter 12. So first of all, the war's result. Uh, he- the heavens rejoice because of Satan's expulsion from heaven. Uh, you know what? Uh, the devil's defeated. And when the devil is defeated and he loses, that should cause... Uh, God's people to rejoice. Uh, look at verse 12. Therefore rejoice. So the admonition goes out to rejoice. Uh, and why? Uh, rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Uh, and this is because uh, Satan has been cast out. Uh, but, but with that, uh, there, was, there was that cause of rejoicing. Uh, you know, uh, there will be no more accounts of uh, from this point forward of the devil uh, coming before God as the accuser of the brethren. Uh, go to Job chapter 1, if you would. Hold your place in Revelation. We're going to jump around a little bit. Uh, but uh, uh, here, Job chapter number 1. When we think about Job, we think about the battle that he faced. You know, nobody wants to be a Job. But how many of us have been helped by Job? How many of us have been comforted in the sorrow of Job? 
How many of us have been encouraged because he kept going? How many of us have had hope because we saw how the latter end of Job was more than at the beginning? You know, there are so many things that we glean through tragedy. And God, God has a way. We know Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And, and God, God still has a plan. He has a plan. He has a plan right now. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your trials. He has a plan for the tragedy that you experience. God, God has a plan. And so here we look at Job. Go, go to verse number 6 of Job 1. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Now, now God isn't asking Satan a question because God doesn't know the answer. God is... It, he asks a question, and when God says something, everyone has to respond. There is no silence when God speaks. There is absolute accountability. Uh, when God is involved and God is speaking to you, there will be no way to be able to just say, you know what, I just don't want to talk right now. Sometimes we do that when we read our Bible, don't we? Uh, well, you know, Lord, I don't want to really talk about this right now. Or, or maybe it's the preaching, the teaching, and the Spirit of God convicts us on something, and, and we just want to push it off. We want to disregard it. Uh, when we come face-to-face with God, there will be no disregarding God's questions. There will be no disregarding uh, what he says. Satan here uh, is, is responding. God is asking him a question and Satan has to reply. Uh, and the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then, sa- then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. But you know what? That didn't happen. That didn't happen. But what is such a, uh, some, something that is so, uh, so deep in this passage of scripture, here it wasn't that Satan came accusing Job. Here when Satan came as the accuser of the brethren, God brought Job before Satan. God was holding Job up as a trophy. And saying, have you considered my servant Job? You know, Satan came before God to accuse. He is the accuser of the brethren. But God, when Satan came to accuse somebody else, he said, what about Job? And God used him as a proving point. You know, I wonder if God brought our name up before Satan. 
I wonder if Satan would be the one proved true. I wonder if we lost all that we had, if we would curse God. If we lost all of our children. And there are people that are sitting here tonight who have lost children. I can't even imagine the hurt, the brokenness that this family experienced. You know, but God had a plan. But there's no accuser of the brethren from mid-tribulation period. He's cast out. From that point forward, he is no longer going to be that one. So praise the Lord. The heavens rejoice at Satan's loss. Uh, The heavens, uh, the inhabitants of heaven rejoice. Well, who are the inhabitants of heaven? Uh, God, the Father, uh, is there at the midpoint of the tribulation period. Uh, God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost are there. The angels are there. The heavenly beings are there. Uh, And the saints are going to going to be there. Uh, At the rapture, uh, those that are dead in Christ shall rise first, uh, and they are going to be with the Lord. Uh, If he comes and we are still alive, we will be raptured, caught up together with them in the clouds. So uh, those those believers uh, up to that point, they are going to be the ones that are rejoicing because he is cast out. Uh, I am going to rejoice over every victory over Satan. Uh, when, we, when a soul gets saved, Satan had a loss. I'm going to rejoice on that. Someone makes a decision for Christ. That's a loss for Satan. We need to rejoice about that. Why? Because when we get to heaven, uh, we're going to rejoice over those things. And so uh, here we see, first of all, the war's result. I've got five points. I'm going to have to hurry. Uh, number two, uh, we see the world's woe. It's, a, it's rejoicing in heaven uh, because of Satan's uh, cast out. Uh, the war's result, Satan's cast out, and heaven is going to rejoice. But there's going to be a woe to this world. A woe. Verse number 12, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now, the woe is because of the devil's defeat. He has, he has lost that battle. He has been cast out of heaven. And now as he's cast down, and he has no more access to God. Uh, he lost that entrance uh, to, the, to the Father, uh, to the heavens. Now he is cast down. Uh, and so this, uh, this woe is because of the devil's wrath, because he has lost this battle. Now, when we look at this battle, we have Satan. Uh, and the name Satan, we went over that last week. What's Satan mean? You remember? Satan, it means adversary. All right, let's say that together. Adversary. So Satan is the adversary. That is what the word means. All right? And then the devil, he is the 
accuser, all right? So Satan is uh, adversary. The word devil means accuser. And so here, Satan, uh, the devil, the accuser of the brethren is cast down. So we dealt with that last week. Uh, Verse number seven, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He is cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Uh, so, so here, mid-tribulation period, Satan is defeated, cast out of the heavens, and uh, that, is, that is a blessing. Now, we've all heard the, Satan, uh, the statement that God's coming, the Lord's coming back and boy, is he mad. How many of you have heard that statement? Uh, the Lord's coming back, and boy, is he mad. Well, that is what's happening right here. The devil is cast out, and he's mad. There is, there is not just anger here. There is wrath. There is wrath, and his wrath is going to be cast, is going to be cast out. And that wrath is going to be against uh, the people of the earth and those that are in the sea. And it says... Uh, here with we see the devil being defeated and in this defeat there's a rage and a wrath that is going to be cast out uh, from him Uh, and with that from that point forward he knows his time is short now no man knoweth the hour of the day that the son of man comes but when but when this event happens and the tribulation period begins, there is a time clock from that point forward. And there's a time clock that is being established, and the devil knows that he has but a short time to be free. He has but a short time uh, to be the enemy and to attack God and his people. Uh, and so he had run rampant, but now he knows he only has a little time before he is completely and ultimately defeated. And what a day that's going to be. Looking forward to that. Uh, so here we see, secondly, the world's woe. Thirdly, the war against the woman. The war against the woman. So this wrath is going to come, but now that wrath is going to be directed against the woman. And the woman is who? Israel. So this wrath is going to be directed towards Israel. Verse number 13. And when the dragon saw that there was cast unto the earth, uh, that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. Uh, and so this woman, of course, uh, uh, representing Israel, the nation of Israel, uh, the dragon, the devil, that old serpent, uh, whatever you want to call him, he is the enemy enemy of God. He is the enemy of God's chosen people, Israel. He is uh, an enemy of God's children, uh, the saved. He is an enemy of God's church, uh, the called out assembly of saved, baptized believers. Uh, and, and this wrath is going to be poured out on anybody, uh, but directed primarily uh, towards the nation of Israel. Now, There has always been persecution of Israel. 
And we think about the Holocaust. But we can go farther back than the Holocaust. We can go through the Old Testament. We can go through uh, the, the absolute attacks on God's people. They have, they have been the object of, of wrath. They have been the object uh, of attack. They have been the object of persecution for their existence. You know why? Because of who they are. They are the chosen people of God. You know what? We, we can't forget that God chose the nation of Israel. Now, when we think about the choosing of Israel and we go into the book of Romans and we start looking at the, the terms election, we look at predestined, uh, and when God chose his people, the elect, it was not that he was choosing somebody for salvation and somebody uh, for hell. Uh, when God chose Israel as his people, he didn't choose the nation of Israel that all Israel was going to be saved. That is not the case. Uh, we see how the nation of Israel as a whole has rejected the Messiah. And with their rejection, uh, Romans tells us that God uh, went to the, the Gentiles until uh, the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And then at that point, God is then going to turn. And I believe the fullness of the Gentiles coming in is referencing the church age. And, and when the church age is going to end at the time of the rapture. And when the rapture uh, takes place, then God's going to turn his, his focus back on the nation of Israel. Uh, but there has been war chosen uh, against the uh, the people of God. Uh, his anger, he has persecuted uh, the nation of Israel. Fourthly, uh, let's look at the wings of deliverance. The wings of deliverance. Verse 14, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of of the serpent. And so here we have Israel, the woman, uh, and uh, this deliverance is not for all of Israel because we know some of them are going to still be, uh, the, his wrath is going to be poured out on them. So, so here we see that this, uh, uh, the woman, uh, she was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, half a time from the face of the serpent. So Israel will not be destroyed completely or defeated completely uh, during this tribulation period. Uh, the nation will be there for the Lord's glorious return. Uh, and when he sets up his kingdom... Uh, but we see, now when we look at that, this, uh, we have to interpret Scripture with Scripture, all right? So the wilderness here, uh, the wilderness we find, uh, this was a place of refuge, all right? So let's look at it again. And to the woman there were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place 
where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time. Now, when we look at Scripture, uh, we can go back to Elijah. Uh, we can see how he would retreat. Uh, he would go, uh, and it was to the wilderness. It was uh, There was a brook that was there, but there was a place that uh, was a place of refuge. It was a place of respite. It was a place of rejuvenation. It was just a place of refuge uh, that he would retire to. Uh, and with that, here the wilderness is, is referencing a place where God is going going to protect this woman, the, the nation of Israel. Uh, the timing of it, uh, we see that he said a time, times, and half a time. So the word time there is referencing a year. All right, so we have one year, time. Then we have times, plural. So now we have two years. So we have a time plus times is how many years? Three years and then half a time, half of a year is, or one year, half a time would be then half of a year. So again, we have that three and a half years represented. Uh, other places, 1,260 days. Other places, 42 months. All of them keep coming back to the same time periods. Uh, the first half of the tribulation period was three and a half years. Second half of the tribulation period, three and a half years. Uh, so the wings of deliverance uh, that was there. Uh, fifthly, last, just because of time here, the woman and the water. The woman and the water. Uh, verse 15, it says, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood, to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God uh, and having the testimony of Jesus Christ. So here when we look, now we see that the woman representing the nation of Israel uh, has been protected, uh, has been carried away. Uh, Then you have here that the wrath was still being poured out down here on this earth uh, for those that were not taken away. The wrath is poured out, and the Bible says, on the remnant, uh, referencing the remnant of the nation uh, of Israel, the people that are still here, and they are going to experience the wrath of Satan. Some are going to be delivered, and some will not. You know, when we go to the book of Acts, we see how some of God's people were delivered from wrath and the attacks of the evil one. But there were some that were not delivered and they went to death. We have this idea that, well, if God is good, it's all going to be good for me. But we don't find that in Scripture. You know what we find in Scripture? Is that it is not about us at all. You see, God's plan is not about me individually. God's plan is not about you individually. 
God's goodness and blessings have nothing to do with whether or not you feel blessed. Now, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy being blessed, and, I, and I, all of us are blessed. But you know what? There's tragedy coming in our lives. There is loss of health. There are accidents. There are grave disappointments. There are hurts that we will face at some point. But you know what? We still have to trust God. God's good all the time. God's good all the time. Now, I wish I always felt that way. It's one thing to academically know something and know the right answer. Something else to feel it. You know how we prepare ourselves is to recognize God's goodness even when things aren't going good. What's that do? That, that helps us not change our view of who God is. And here we see this serpent, he was cast out, uh, and the serpent was cast, and here he cast out water as of a flood. And so context, the woman is delivered by these two wings uh, of a great eagle. Now let me ask you a question, can a nation fly? If it was a woman, and the woman was given two, two wings, then... Okay, then she could fly. God could do anything. But uh, so here, I, w- I want you to see, this is symbolic. Okay, so it's already, as you go through the whole chapter, the woman represents the nation of Israel. So these two wings then are representing deliverance for the nation. It's not all of a sudden that there's going to be two big wings come flying down from heaven and pick up every Israelite and bring them to a safe place in the wilderness. That is not what he's trying to teach us. He is teaching us that God is going to deliver, but he's not just going to deliver. uh, He is going to deliver from the attack of Satan. What is Satan's attack? Uh, the, the, uh, The attack that Satan uses as water. He uses a flood. Uh, So this flood that is going out to try to destroy the nation of Israel, the people representing that nation, if they are flying, is that flood going to hurt them? No. So here this flood is going out. Uh, This water is not going to reach the heaven because the the eagle is going to fly above that. Uh, So the water then is the weapon to war against the woman down here on this earth. And God is going to remove uh, and protect uh, his people, uh, but the remnant is still going to be here. But what do we find? We find in this that the, the, the water, the flood goes out. Uh, that flood is representing, we believe, I believe, persecution, continued persecution on the remnant that is there. And, and with that, how is that remnant going to come out? Uh, some commentators believe uh, Matthew, or, or, uh, 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 Matthew Henry, uh, no, it wasn't Matthew Henry. This was uh, 
that was uh, Warren Wiersbe. He said this, uh, this flood is probably an outpouring of Satan, uh, or, or an outpouring of hatred and anti-Semitic propaganda. Uh, it may, be, may symbolize armies that are going to invade Israel and seek to defeat the remnant. And if that is the case, then the earth opening up to take out that flood could be just like the earthquake and the, the, the earth opened up when uh, Korah was trying to overthrow uh, Moses and the enemies fell in uh, and they were destroyed. So the earth opening up, it could be that uh, the earth is going to open up and the flood of people, the armies that are coming in to attack Israel are then going to be defeated and destroyed there. Uh, but there is still going to be this attack on the people of God. Uh, but go back, or go with me now real quickly uh, to Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 7. Revelation 13, 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was gev- given him over all kindreds and tongues, and nations. You know, his time is short. His time is short. Those attacks are going to come. But when we get to the end, he loses. He doesn't have that victory. And, you know, as we look into the battles that we face, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And, There is victory for the child of God. And here, this time period uh, is going to be uh, very grievous for the nation of Israel. But God is going to use this to bring about the salvation of scores upon scores. Innumerable hosts, excuse me, are going to get saved uh, during that time. Now, with that, we, we look at this and it's scary, it's confusing, there are so many different symbolisms and thoughts. You know, don't get sidetracked with that. Keep your focus on what we know. You know what? There, there are things that we know God wants us to do. There, there are there are plan, there's revealed plan that God has for us in our life. He wants us to read our Bible. He wants us to pray. He wants us to go soul winning. He wants us to go to church. He wants us to tithe. There, there are a lot of things that are very clear in the scriptures that we know God wants us to do. So don't get caught up in some of the things, some of the mysteries as we look at them uh, and just be faithful uh, with what we can do. Uh, the remnant that is going to experience uh, the, this uh, great persecution, uh, they are going to do that with a testimony of Christ. And what a blessing that that is. They are going to endure under great tribulation, under great persecution persecution. And let's not falter in the troubles and trials that we face. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. And now, Lord, I pray that you'd help all of us uh, as we look into the scriptures, as we learn. Uh, May it just be motivational uh, for us, knowing some things that uh, shall 
come to pass. Uh, but Lord, help us to uh, just stay focused on what you have for us and the life you have given us. Uh, I pray that you would just help us in our own personal walk with you and help us to be challenged and motivated to serve. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.